Hello, love. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I'm going to be talking about something that is a hard conversation and it's a hard feeling and it's, but I feel very passionate about it and I feel very potently drawn towards speaking my authenticity around it in situations I've been involved in this and areas where I could have been the person Um, and just being, you know, so open and honest about these things and um yeah but today we're going to be talking about gaslighting and narcissists um and mental and emotional abusers so i put an instagram poll on my story and so many people have dealt with their parents being narcissists or romantic partners being narcissists um it's mainly those two groups of people and that's kind of what i found too is like I haven't found direct friends that have been super narcissist to me, but it's when I get to become more than friends with somebody, that's when these narcissistic and gaslighting tendencies start to jump out. Um, Going back to my childhood, realizing that I've always dealt with narcissists and gaslighters, realizing that some of my siblings have a little bit of narcissism tendencies sometimes. Um, And so like, even admitting that in my past, because when you grow up with narcissistic parents or narcissistic parent tendencies, um, you also become one because you don't know any better. And I've realized that in the past, I've definitely gaslit people when I reflect and I do more research. And so like just taking accountability um, or just like emotionally forgiving yourself and realizing and setting that boundary with yourself that you will never do that again after you educate yourself. Um, So yeah, when I say these things, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. And I don't think anybody's perfect. Narcissism and gaslighting is so prominent until you realize what you're doing or what others are doing. And it's it's so normalized. And it's such an abusive behavior. I've never been to the point of completely emotionally and mentally abusing somebody or making them feel crazy, or I hope I've never done that. Um, But I've definitely dealt with that. And so I'm going to share my stories with dealing with them and um, the red flags and when to start fucking running for the hills, how to set better boundaries, um, things that I'm learning from my therapist that I just started with and all these things um, around narcissism and gaslighting. So first, um, a friend that I put an Instagram poll on responded and kind of gave like a compassionate standpoint of narcissists. And she basically said the reason why narcissists become narcissists is because they never had the opportunity to A, discover themselves, B, have the compassion for anybody else to kind of understand them. Um, And so they mask really, really deeply. And they put on this facade of coolness until they unravel. And um, they have mind tricks and ways that they can dig under your skin and ways that I'm going to dive more into that. Basically, narcissists are narcissists because they never could figure out themselves and they still aren't able to. Therefore, they mask because they're terrified of other people really knowing them and of them knowing themselves. And a lot in society, especially in the Western world, we do not know ourselves because we are literally army drill sergeants um, or little, little humans that are just working in a system that is not designed for our nature. And so, of course, it's prominent, but nobody talks about this. And I've, the things that I've been dealing with um, the past month and so on, um, reflecting this past week has been extremely difficult. Um, luckily, I have a good support system and even strangers, you know, dealing with the same thing and me talking and bonding with them <laughs> over that um, at my new workplace and 
um, all these things. So yeah, I'm just gonna jump right into things that I've noticed about narcissists, um, my personal examples of them, um, and how to recognize them, and then some other people's stories that I'll just say without saying names, um, and just keep it in, like, confidence, um, in that way. So, yeah, so I, I started up therapy, um, and I don't really like westernized therapy, just because they don't add somatic healing and all these things. I feel like there's a lot of missing, um, subjugates to therapy in the western world um and so I've really been like no I can just do my own therapy except I really need an unbiased opinion for my feelings because I'm realizing that I was raised by some narcissistic tendencies and so I can't really go to my family all the time for um that because they don't have a strong sense of self either so how are they supposed to help me when I'm trying to discover myself but they haven't found themselves in my perspective um and a way of non-judgment, but they just cannot hold space for me the way that I need space held. And so, yeah, I needed an unbiased opinion and I needed to, I need to learn how to trust myself because if you are a subject to, I hate the word victim, I do not like that word, so I'm going to try my best to not use that word. But if you were a subject to narcissism and gaslighting, you will know how badly you can't trust yourself or others because you've had to abandon your needs in order to survive. Um... And that's something that my therapist brought up. And she's like, you feel a lot of shame around having to abandon yourself, huh? And I was like, holy fucking crap. Yeah. Like, that hit so close to home. I almost started crying right then. But I didn't really know how to process things. And, you know, I'm in this new spot. Um, I started work on a farm the other day. Um, as if you listened to my last um, podcast episode. And so it's hard to process when I've just been skipping around in life, haven't... I haven't had a secure home and I kind of like that because I love newness. Um, but within that, I don't feel like I can fully grasp what's happening or what's happened the past like four months of my life. Um, so yeah. Um, and I don't know if I'll give super big examples. One thing that I'm also doing is my people pleasing tendencies wants to protect everybody. And so I've tried to find compassion. I'm like, Oh no, you don't, I don't want to blame anybody. Like, even when people like mentally or emotionally abuse me, I protect them and I protect them and I protect them. Even if, you know, I had a recent situation where I'm realizing how fucked up it is the more that I talk about it. Um, and to me, I was just like, no, I can't put them in that spot. Like, I know I'm taking my, you know, I'm taking my time and everything, but like, I don't want to make them the bad guy or like the bad person or the bad, you know, however. Um, but that's not people pleasing tendencies. People need to be called out for the fucking bullshit. And I'm sick and tired of being fucking stepped on because I play this compassionate role. Just because I'm fucking compassion. I say this because I have so much passion. Like, I love the word fuck. Um, just because I'm fucking compassionate and I'm an easygoing, laid-back person and I'm not going to judge you does not mean you have the fucking right to step on me. And the funny thing is empaths. I consider myself a person that's very compassionate. So I use the, the label empath. And some people don't like that word, but that's just an easy term to say. Like, I have a hard time being around a lot of people because I absorb emotions and I need my own space. And um, I can easily become somebody else if I don't have a good grasp on who I am. And that's what I've been kind of doing is blending into other people and becoming them and not being who I am. Um, But narcissists attract those people um, that are super easygoing because they know they're easy prey. And empaths subconsciously attract narcissists because we don't put up good enough boundaries 
Um, empaths can also be people pleasers, and I think a lot of empaths are people pleasers until you realize what's going on. And so, therefore, I have attracted a lot of narcissists in my life. <laughs> because I'm a forgiver. I, I could, the longest I've held a grudge towards somebody I think is six months, and then I'm just like, whatever. Like, I, I'm just done. I can't I'm be angry anymore. Um, for my own sake and for other people's sakes. So, yeah. Um, and I'm learning that that's not okay for me anymore. I can no longer, I can forgive, but I will not forget. And I do not have to be in contact with that person. I do not have to like them. I do not have to have them in my space. And um, I'm allowed to say, fuck you, leave me the fuck alone. I don't want to see you. I'm allowed to set that boundary. I'm allowed to call them out on their fucking shit. I'm allowed to, you know, whatever. Um, I'm just sick and tired of being fucking stepped on. And as a people pleaser, that's really hard to admit and stay in my ground within things. But that's something that I'm learning this year that I'm hoping by the end of this year, after rewiring some paths in my, you know, my brain, that this will no longer be a system in which I just cower to somebody else's needs and abandon myself. But if something does not feel right, turning around and saying, I know this feeling is addicting because it's all I've known, but it's no longer going to work. So, yeah. I'm going to say my own research, um, things that I've learned about narcissists and then things that I've done, I've learned personally in the past two connections I've had with people that ended in fucking flames, um, in my personal opinion. And I don't know if these people are going to be listening to my podcast because they once upon a time did. Um, I don't know the situation but if you're listening to this and you know who you are, I hope that you're learning from this because um, you never really heard me before. And if they're not listening, just I hope that there's a listener out there that is learning. Um, maybe they've made mistakes in the past or they've, they're dealing with a narcissist right now. So, um, Gaslighters and Narcissist 101. They cannot take accountability. I think I might give examples for a lot of these things, but they can't take accountability no matter what. Um, I've had a narcissist call me out and be like, you can't take fucking accountability. And I'm like, well, at least I apologize. Like, you don't even apologize when you fuck up. You just throw it underneath the rug. And I'm that kind of person that tells people, don't apologize for your existence. But if you hurt me, I want an apology. And if I hurt you, I will give an apology. And once a narcissist that I... Even some of my parents' tendencies, they would never apologize but they would expect me to apologize for things um and yeah i had another situation where and both these people are like oh yeah it takes two to tango like you have to take accountability but as soon as they hurt me and as soon as i told them how they hurt me they lost their shit and they did not take accountability i one of the people that i recently interacted with last week all this stuff is very fresh and new that's why i'm also very passionate about it um told me that the only reason they said sorry is because they felt so uncomfortable they had to bow their heads to me when all I did was communicate a boundary and everything went up into fucking flames and they're like you're making me the asshole and um you know we all have the same friend like we have the same friends and you're making me the fucking asshole and everything and even when I just sat a like a boundary and um another person um a person about a month ago I was living with this person and um, 
I did not feel very heard or acknowledged by them. And they're like, oh no, I'm hearing acknowledging you. And I was like, no, you're not. I'm going to take space for myself. Um, but when you actually are wanting to listen to me and not make it about you and not invalidate my feelings, then we can talk. And I set that boundary. And then uh, like 12 hours had passed, still no conversation because I felt too scared and unsafe to even speak to them. Um, then they're like, you're being immature and let's let's act like adults. And I was like, first of all, we are literally children in adult bodies freaking the fuck out. So I, I hate when people are like, act like an adult because nobody is an adult. That's just a societal term to try to manipulate in a way, in my personal opinion. And I was like, I am acting out of my self-defense. So I'm going to speak when I want to. Um, and then they like kind of forced me into talking. So I was like, okay, fine. Like, I don't think I can escape this. Let's just talk. So I went in a very public area. We went out and we sat in this front yard of this subdivision and we talked and they're like, okay, I'm ready to listen. And as soon as I said my feelings, it was, but that's not what actually is going on. But this is what's actually going on. But your feelings are not valid, but my feelings are valid. And now you're making me the bad person and you're playing the victim. And that is a narcissist and a gaslighter at its finest. Um, so that's, they cannot take accountability. They will literally just flip it right back on you. Um, when you set a boundary with them, they spiral. So with the recent interaction that I had, and I'll also go into my examples with my parents, is I set a boundary where I felt criticized and I felt safe enough to finally say something. If you can't say the thing in the moment, that's fine. And when I couldn't say the thing in the moment, they came back around and said, well, you weren't, you were lying to me. What? Like, what? I was lying to you because I didn't feel safe enough to set a boundary right then and there. And they flipped that on me. Um, and I said, I felt criticized. And they're like, do you have an example? And I was like, I do not have an example. Um, and they're like, well, therefore it's not real. Or they didn't say those words, but that's exactly what it felt like. They're like, well, you don't have an example. Therefore, I can't do anything about it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's not okay. Um, but I was nine hours away from the place where I was going to be living for the next few months. So I had to comply in order to survive. So try to find an escape route. I hope you never have to deal with that, but try to find an escape route before a hard conversation with a narcissist. Um, so yeah, as soon as I set a boundary, this person like unraveled like yarn, like a big cord, just unraveled and unraveled. And I even tried apologizing. And they're like, I don't need an apology from you. And I was like, every solution I came up with was never good enough. And then as soon as I said, you know what, why don't you just leave me here? Because I was testing the waters. They're like, no, I can't do that. You're going to make me the asshole. And I was like, so there's no solution with you, is there? And then this person ended up like saying, then they ended up like apologizing and I, we hugged. And then the next day they told me that they just did that first show. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's such a manipulative, emotionally abusive thing to do to another human. Um, and it was hot and cold, hot and cold, like bipolar. And when I do this, all I'm doing is calling out people's bullshit. People are human. And I gave this person so much compassion. I complied and I had compassion the whole time until they finally dropped me off at an Airbnb and said, you need to find your way to your next destination. I can't drive you. That's when I can finally realize what the fuck just happened and realize that I was being manipulated. Um, and they will never admit that. I don't know if they ever will. Um, but that's what fucking happened. And my truth, when I tell people that, they're like, yeah, that's really fucked up. And I was like, I know it is. Um, and when I 
set a boundary with my parents a while ago, I they were doing some things that really was crossing boundaries. So I wrote everything down in a notebook and I sat them down outside our, our like house on our deck and I said, okay, please listen to me. I don't want you like talking. I just want you to listen to me and take accountability or apologize because what you did was not okay. Immediately when I saw the first boundary, it's you're playing the victim and that's not what's actually happening. I tried setting four different boundaries. Every single one of them was crumpled up and thrown in the trash. And I felt so abandoned because I couldn't get out of there. It was like summertime. I still was living at my parents for another like six months. Um, and I was going through awful anxiety. So I couldn't like leave my house. Um, and I felt so stuck and just awful like I had to abandon myself in that situation to survive again and I've abandoned myself so many times and that's why I have such a big fear of abandonment is because if I've had to abandon myself for somebody else's needs and then they abandon me I'm literally the most lost soul ever and I don't know how else to describe that it makes me so emotional when I even try to talk about it but it makes me feel so bad for my inner child and so that's shame. And so I'm trying to let go of that and just being like, I had to do what I had to do in order to survive, but I will not fucking tolerate it anymore. Um, next is they flip the situation on you. So you set that boundary and it immediately is, they're not the asshole. They're not the person that fucked up. You are. And that's enough being said, like right there. If you think that that's okay, you need to reevaluate. Um, says it was always others' faults, again, so they always flip the situation. Um, their words do not match their actions. I interacted with two people, and the funny thing is they both kind of did the same thing. And I was like, hey, I need acknowledgement. I didn't feel very acknowledged as a child. Therefore, could you give me a little bit more acknowledgement? And that's not too much to ask for because I give you a lot of acknowledgement. Um, and in the connection, I want acknowledgement. And if somebody's not giving that to you, that's not for you. And they're like, yeah, yeah, like, I'm going to work on it. And they continued to not work on it. Um, and they kept saying they would change, you know, this is going to happen. And they would say one thing, want me to comply with that, so I would. And then the next thing, that wasn't good enough, so it was constantly mind games, and that wasn't ever good enough, or you're doing this and not doing that. And I'm like, well, you told me to do this last week. You can't just go from there to there. And I'm confused. Like, I feel like I'm just playing a game. And I'm your puppet right now. I, I don't understand what's happening. Um, and that's when I started feeling gaslit. And I thought about that. And I was like, no. Like, Also, if somebody else ever is... This is something really fucked up that I want to talk about. And this is a mental abuse to me. And if somebody ever does this to you, fucking run. Um, this person, one of them, was like, you're my soulmate. And you're my twin flame. Um, and then they would do something fucked up emotionally and I'd be like, they'd be like, but we're learning from each other. Like we're soulmates and we're twin flames. So of course we're going to, you know, trigger each other, but it'd be like something fucked up emotionally. And then they would flip it on me and make me feel bad. Like one time I was crying because I was depressed and they're like, you're making me feel guilty. You're making me the bad person right now. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I'm depressed. And then I couldn't, I couldn't share on the internet trying to understand my feelings and asking for help. I couldn't talk to other people about it because as soon as I did, I was the bad person again. So I couldn't talk to anybody about my feelings because I didn't have a therapist. Um, and my feelings were never okay. Like they were always too big. And then this person would have a breakdown one day and they'd be angry at me and then I would forgive them. Because they're like, I'm so sorry, you know? Like, I'm so bad to you. And I'm like, no, you're just human. But then as soon as I tried doing that, it was, no, Hallie, you're fucked up. 
And I was like, what the fuck is happening? So like I said, I've been having a lot of personal experience with narcissists and gaslighters. So yeah. Um, and then another person, that the one that recently happened, is they kept saying, oh, you know, I'm going to acknowledge you. Like my big thing is acknowledgement too. And when I wouldn't acknowledge this person, he would like stop me and he would like reevaluate the situation. So he got more acknowledgement. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I want to do that. But as soon as I tried nudging a little bit more for acknowledgement, I just did not feel acknowledged at all. But he kept saying, no, I'm going to acknowledge you. Like, my big thing is acknowledgement. And no, nothing ever changed. That was also gaslighting. Um, And another situation happened where we were more than friends. um, And the situation got more romantic, I guess. And they said something they didn't want to do. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that stuff either. Um, cause I don't really know you well enough, but you know, I like you more than a friend. And then the next thing I know this person, the thing that they said they didn't want to do, they kind of started acting like they did. And I was super fucking confused because I was just like, we just had a conversation about not doing these things because we don't know each other well enough, but now you are literally doing the actions to lead up to these other things you want to do. And that was not okay. But I didn't know how to say stop. Um, and if somebody's actions are not and the funny thing is is this person's like yeah you always have to act upon your words and keep in line with that they were not doing that um in my opinion and i didn't know how to speak it for myself because again i felt uncomfortable so if you felt uncomfortable in a situation and felt like you couldn't stand up for yourself but then you're reflecting on it you cannot feel bad okay you just got to forgive yourself and that's just be let go um the narcissist cannot accept your feelings. They will always say they're not good enough or they'll say that's not what really happened or that's not what's really happening. Um, if people start using buts, it's like, that's very narcissistic. It's like, you share your feelings and they're like, but this is how it actually happened? No, uh-uh. Um, something that I'm trying to adopt is ands. So instead of saying buts, I say, um, and I, or like, and this is my feelings towards it. I'm never going to tell somebody that their perspective of the situation is wrong or bad. I'm going to say, but... I mean, I'm going to say... Um, oh my God, my words are all jumbled up. I'm going to say, and I saw it um, in this way. Let's talk about how we can help each other now that we have different perspectives on things. And both of our feelings, there's room for both persons' feelings um, within that. Uh, the next one is, they make you question what you know to be true somebody's questioning your reality and that doesn't feel right that's narcissism that's gaslighting you um they make you doubt your experience yeah fuck that shit i've already talked about it like five times but people when you say what's on your mind your boundary your feeling they spiral that's doubting your experience um they make you doubt your memories Every time as a child, I would say something, like, something that I remembered, and they'd be, like, my family would be, like, no, that's not what really happened, and I'm, like, what? I didn't understand. Like, I'm, like, this is a memory that's in my head. I can't be faking it. But, or for instance, like, another thing is a gaslighter will tell you that your experience is you're playing the victim. It's not what's actually happening. So, um, I've talked about this on here a couple times that my biological mom is not in the picture she is an addict and so growing up i saw a lot like from ages like zero to five like 
again, babies can't really remember, but they can remember feelings. And so um, they can't visually see stuff, but they have feelings in their body. And like even being like four and five, I saw stuff that four and five year olds and then went through stuff that they should never have to go through. And so I'd bring that up at like age nine, like I would have a breakdown and I'd want to tell somebody my traumatic story because that's what babies and, you know, little kids want is they want acknowledgement on their experience. And I'd bring it to somebody in my family and they'd say, you're playing the victim. That's not what's actually happening. Um, Move on and get over it. And I'm like, so that's what I learned to do. And that was not fucking okay either, I'm realizing. Um, So never doubt somebody's experience. It's their experience. Okay. Um, They make you feel like you're going crazy. If you start questioning yourself and you start going in loops and loops, like, for instance, something that my mom did was she told me, she's like, it's either you get a job and pay rent or you go to college and, and you can have, you know, stay here or you move out of the house. Um, and I didn't want to go to college and I couldn't really move quite yet because I was agoraphobic and still dealing with bad anxiety, um, where I couldn't really want to leave the house and I was just dealing with a lot of things mentally. So, and I was like, I don't want a job right now either. I just had quit a job I didn't like and I was trying to finish up school to then move on. And then they brought it up to her and she's like, no, I never told you that. Like, I never told you you had to get out of the house. That's on you. If you're deciding to leave, like, as soon as I told her I'm leaving to go to Colorado, she's like, that was, that's your decision, not anybody else's. And of course, yeah, it is my decision. But she gave me an ultimatum. And then as soon as I brought that up to her, she's like, no, like, this is your decision. You're deciding to do this. I never told you you had to do any of that. And that is gaslighting you. Um, and then they tell you that everybody around you is a liar and they single you out and tell you not to believe anybody else except for them. That's never really happened to me except I've seen it done to others. Another one that I've never like I've never seen personally but I've seen happen to others is like this monotone things because narcissists and gaslighters don't know themselves well enough so they mask really really well and they'll keep a very cool calm collected thing until you set a boundary with them and then you can see their ballistic side of anger and aggressiveness and defensiveness um they will make you question your own memory they will deny everything again they will be aggressive and defensive um and stuff um they will not listen to you they will pretend to listen to you and then you bring something up and it will go over your head like another example is um with all my other female friends of course I like make jokes about my period because that's what women do like we just do that we're bleeding it's human for us um so I was in the car with this person like few inches away from them and I made a comment like oh I'm my period and there was nothing said and I was like we're a few inches away I know you heard that And they're like, sorry, like, I'm just, uh, you know, really zoned out. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But even when I zone out, I hear people. Um, I guess in my reality, I can't fully judge anybody else's experience. Um, But then I was like, you're not acknowledging me again. That's not okay. And they're like, no, I heard you. I just didn't have anything to say. And I was like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. And they just kind of wanted to drop it. And so I dropped it. And then we ran errands. And then I was like, oh, I think I'm free bleeding. And this person's like, wait, you're on your period? And I was like, you just told me you were listening to me. You just told me in energetic form to drop it. And you made me feel crazy because you said that you heard me and that you just didn't have anything to say. When in reality, you did. Like, you did hear me. I mean, you did not hear me. Well, in reality, you did not hear me. Um, And that that was really frustrating. And that was one of the last straws. 
narcissists and gaslighters will also pull things from your past and use them against you um for instance the victim thing every time i'd come to my parents and i'd say hey this is how i feel um uh, like and they'd be like you're playing the victim that's now it's actually happening i tried explaining my feelings to one of my friends that i was living with um and as soon as i explain my feelings they're like you're playing the victim and that was my last straw another thing is gaslighters and narcissists will make you feel like you're too much you're not by the way um one of the people was just like you're really hard to be patient with and i was like what the fuck because i would never tell anybody that everybody loves differently that's not they're wrong or bad um but they were like and she was like you're hard to be you're hard to be patient with with a straight face and i was like that's fucking it like i can't i can't do this um and I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could leave because I didn't know if I had a place to go. I ended up having a place to go about a month ago. Um, but I had to abandon my needs in order to survive. And I gave myself the ultimatum and I said, I'm, I'm leaving. And they were like, good, leave. And then as soon as I decided to leave, they're like, wait, no, 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 come back. Like, I'm so sad you're leaving. I don't understand what's happening. And I was like, the series of events that just went down was not okay. And now you're happy, like, now you're happy and sad that like, all again after just like emotionally abusing the situation and they're like but we're soulmates like I'm always gonna love you I'm never gonna hate you and I was like the situation that just went down shows that this is not fucking okay and I do not feel safe and I hope you never do this to somebody again and I ended up texting both these people that recently uh gaslit me and I was like fuck you, I hope you never do this to anybody again just to get the things off my chest because gaslighters will always think that they're perfect until they come to the conclusion of it. And I wanted to set some kind of seed, even if they will never think that they're the bad guy um, or the bad person. And then um, they, they'll reframe and make them the nice person. Like, I did nothing wrong. And they'll also take people, like phantom people, and they'll plug in the situation to make them have, like, allies um that also happened not with my most most recent one but with the one about a month ago excuse me um they started bringing in other people to back themselves up and a, a lot of the things that they were saying didn't fully make sense but i was like i just need to get out of here because if you need allies to back you up obviously there's some manipulating going on there like, if you have to be like, no, but this person thinks the same way as me. It's like, no, all I want to hear is your perspective. I don't need to hear anybody else's. Um, I know I've done that in the past and I'm never going to do that again. Um, because I felt like I needed to validate my experience. So I'll bring in other people as like phantom being like, oh, but this person believes me. It's like, no, I don't need to involve other people. It's between me and another person. Um, the conflict that's happening. And then um, they'll make you feel dumb about topics. So... That's how, like, the second narcissist I realized was a narcissist is I sat boundaries, like I said, where I felt um, criticized and I grew up around critical people. I don't like it. And I tried saying, I don't like when you're critical of me, if you could just be aware when you're doing that. Um, And they're like, well, you don't have an example of when I was critical. Therefore, it didn't really feel like it happened and I can't go back and you're just going to have to accept me or you're going to have to leave. And then they started spiraling and freaking out about everything. Um, 
and they're like you're making this like I just complied with what they were saying because I felt unsafe and they were just like yeah you made this such a big deal like I can never go back from this um and everything and it was so fucked up and so messed up and I even had compassion for when they did more fucked up shit where 20 minutes away because I thought everything was on schedule where they were going to drop me off at my next work and um I asked them that morning and I was like hey um everything's good right after them being hot and cold um with their emotions and I just wanted to double check that I wasn't going to be like left on the side of the road because if so I needed to figure shit out real fucking quick and because I was in the car with this person for four days I was in this person's space and um where was I going with that Anyhow, so 20 minutes um, before, I thought we were going to share an Airbnb again. They're like, so I'm dropping you off at this place, and you need to find a ride. I'm going to go stay with somebody else. I can't do this anymore. This was all after I communicated I didn't like criticism. I'll let you think about how fucked up that one is. Um, so, yeah, I they luckily were not such an asshole to just leave me to go hungry, but they are like, I'm going to drop you off at the store, go get food. And so I literally had a panic attack in Walmart. I, like, called my, the people that I called really did not support me. They're like, okay, move on. Like, you're being dramatic about this. And I was like, like, respectfully, fuck you. Like, and that was so fucked up of them to do that, in my opinion. Um, My feelings are valid on that, too. And so I felt stuck. Like, I had a panic attack in Walmart. And the person that I was in the car with that was going to drop me off um, and wasn't going to give me a ride to my work was against me. And then it felt like, the two people that were in my life that felt like responsible enough adults to be compassionate they again I don't like adults but like you know they've been in similar situations in my opinion so I thought they could be compassion um or compassionate and they just could not and I felt fucking crazy and I was in an unknown state in an unknown city going to an unknown airbnb and it was just ran by a father and his son um, and I realized it felt kind of like a religious cult. It was like in a Christian community and there was like God stuff all over. And I had nothing against Christianity except this felt sketchy. So I felt unsafe there and I didn't have anywhere to go until three the next day and I had to be out at 11. So luckily I convinced the people to let me stay until two. And then I had to sit on this person's porch for this Airbnb person's porch for like three hours. Um, in the sun, because I tried getting a lift, but when you're in the buttfuck of nowhere, especially on the Pacific Northwest, good luck getting an Uber or a cab or anything. Try to cancel it. And I was freaking out, so I had to call a place I was working and like, hey, I don't have anywhere to go, nobody to pick me up, and I know you don't know me, but could you please pick me up? I am literally 16 minutes down the road, and I don't have any way of getting there. Um, and like, I had low food, my phone was on like low, so I was like, it was wild. I'm so happy that it happened because it gained me confidence. But in the moment, I was like, actually, what the fuck is happening? It was some of the worst feelings I've experienced. Um, and so, yeah, um, I also kind of want to talk about love bombing. And that will be um, right after this. I'll talk about that and how that will show up. Kind of same way as like the soulmate thing. Um, but yeah, so somebody from my work now had to pick me up and I got here safely and I freaked out more when I got here because I was just like, what was my life the past 24 hours? Um, so yeah, but I want to now talk about, hold on. I want to now talk about um, 
love bombing. So if something feels too good to be true, try to decipher. <coughs> My throat is getting dry from talking so fast because I'm so passionate right now. Um, and I have so much in my mind, but try to decipher whether that's your anxiety from past or whether that's an intuitive feeling. And I know that when you've been manipulated, it's so hard to decipher whether something's love bombing or something is actually the person just, you know, being a very good person because there are very good people out there, but there's some that it just does not feel right. This one did not quite feel right. So I loved everything that they were doing, but I realized what they were doing after everything happened. Um, is this person picked me up from the airport because they volunteered, and then eventually that came back and bit my ass, even if, even though I said, are you sure you want to pick me up from the airport? And they were like, yes. Um, and they paid for me a drink. They brought a snack. They brought a book. And they brought some, like, cute little knickknacks that they wanted me to have. And I was like, this is so adorable. Like, thank you. You listened to me. You got me my favorite things. Like, wow, you're truly, like... A gentle person that I can really trust um and then we went to like REI out here um and there I was like yeah I need to get a few things and I tried paying for stuff and they're like nope nope you don't have enough money um I have a job right now you're just volunteering let me buy stuff and I was like are you sure and they just took it out of my hands and they just bought it and I was like well I hope they don't use this against me because now they're rocking up a bill of stuff against me that they can use um, and I was like, that wouldn't happen. Like, why would the universe throw that in my path? Um, and so then they just kept paying for stuff. Like, we went to the store and they paid for stuff. And, you know, gas. They wouldn't really let me pay for gas. I, honestly, I don't really remember if I even, like, asked if I can give them gas money. But they were not letting me pay for anything. So I don't think that they would have. Um, and then, what else did they do? They kept, like, they wouldn't let me get into the car without them opening up the car handle. Um, and they're like, no, let me open the door. And then like sleeping situations, they would risk their uncomfortability for my comfortability. So like one night we were sleeping in a tent and they were like tucked in the corner. I was like wet and I could feel like their clothes were like kind of wet from like the dew. And I was like, are you comfortable? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, I want to make sure you're comfortable too. And they were like, no, anything for you. And I was like, okay, well, like I, that's really sweet, but I also want you to be comfortable. And then they would kind of risk things, like, they would want to do stuff, but if I was didn't fully say yes, um, they were just, like, they were not going to do it. Like, they were, like, no, I want to hear your actual opinion, and I was, like, well, then I don't, you know, I want to make sure you're going to places, and eventually we did stop at a few places they liked, too, but it was only about me, which also felt like that could come back and bite me in the ass, um, and what else with love bombing happened? Um, one night we were sharing a, like, sleeping in the back of a vehicle, and they are like, no, you can take, like, the warm car, I'll just go sleep out in a hammock between trees, and I was like, fuck that, like, I want to make sure you're comfortable too, we will figure it out for both of us, because this is your vehicle, and we're both in an unknown state right now, like, I'm not just gonna let you hammock in the middle of a parking lot, um, and they're like, no, like, I've done this before, and I was like, no, we're just, it might be uncomfortable, but we're gonna share the space, and, that worked out, but, um, like, they would do things that were adorable at the time, but just did not feel fully right either, like, I'd never be with somebody who risks their uncomfortability to make you comfortable, because they can, they can use that against you, just to say the least, um, let me think of any other examples, 
oh, they, like, paid for places to stay, like, Airbnbs, um, just because, you know, they're, like, you're volunteering, and I'm not, I'll take care of you. Always have your own, also, never share financials. I learned that the hard way from somebody about a month ago, too. I shared this camera with somebody, um, $600 camera. We were, like, we're gonna be best friends forever, because this person told me that they were my soulmate, and I believed it in my bones at the time, because of the shit that was going on, and, um, I was like, yeah, let's share a camera. Let's go 50-50 on it. I ended up having to leave that situation really fucking quick one time, like, at the very, very end. Um, and I never wanted to see them again because their face made me want to curl up in a ball and cry um, after I realized what had been happening the past few months. And, um, yeah, so I just let them have the camera, and I lost $300. So never financially share something unless you know this person for over a year um, in person, and you're close with them, so, yeah, um, but anyhow, uh, I had a friend talk to one of the people that I was in contact with, because they needed to contact them anyhow, and this person was just telling them stuff, I never asked them to ask, um, but they were just, like, you know, dumping stuff, um, so this person was kind of undercover, but, like, unintentionally for me, um, and the person was just, like, yeah, I did so much for this person, and they, you know, that's not how I roll, like, I paid for stuff, and I was, like, I could not pay, you know, and I, I, like, you would not let me pay, like, I even offered my card, and you, you know, excuse me, held it in your other hand, and used your card, so it's, like, I didn't do fucking shit, I was grateful, and I kept telling that person how grateful I was, and if they needed anything, let me know, um, so, yeah, love bombing, is interesting. If I had a longer time with this person, maybe things would have been different. Um, but the first few days with the person I was recently with was awesome. I got to kiss a human being under some of the most beautiful places like the Tree of Life and got to hold them on a, um, or they like held me and I felt so safe at the moment on a beach on the edge by Washington and I even explained my fear of intimacy and my fear of romantic relationships and they were so gentle and so sweet and um and yeah shit was fucking fucked up by the end um but the first few days I'm so grateful for and I think about them all the time because they were some of my favorite memories to this day of life um because the sweetness where I felt held and I felt safe and um I was like, yeah, I'm so fucking deserving of this. So anyhow, that's love bombing. Um, If things feel a little bit too good to be true, make sure to pull back a little bit and reevaluate the situation. Um, Now let's talk about some of other people's um, examples. Let's see. So... For instance, a lot of people were talking about their parents. This person said, if I mention any of the time she ever kicked me out of the house or said hateful things, she would gaslight and say that it didn't happen. Yeah, they'll, gaslighters will do things and then you bring it up to them and be like, well, you, you know, you did this. And they're like, no, that never fucking happened. You sound fucking crazy. Run. Um, uh, a lot of parents will also do things to manipulate siblings. Like when my sibling, this person says, when my siblings started growing up, 
Um, her mom would say that they need to call her on holidays. Why aren't my kids calling me to wish me happy Easter? As if there's some entitlement or superiority from a parent. Um, and narcissists will brag about their children's achievements in public um, and to their friends to make it seem like the family's put together, but physically, emotionally, and intellectually neglect them um, behind closed doors and in real time and at home. That's like, oh God, yeah. Like, my parents would put on this facade sometimes when my friends are around, and as soon as they left, it'd be like, yell, like yelling. Um, I also have a fear of conflict, and that's because I'm realizing the psychology of the situation. Um, my parents, when they would be having a bad day, they would take it out on me and my siblings, and then they would never take accountability or apologize, so it made me feel like it was my fault for their emotions. And therefore, now I feel like I'm a pushover and a mediator because if not, I would be extremely unsafe in my own body and in my own home and in my own room. Um, so yeah, I'm learning to take back my power. Um, and then the effects of, this person also says, the effects of dealing with a narcissist are far and wide. And recently I learned can actually cause chemical imbalances in the amygdala. The amygdala is the place where fear is held. Um, the prefrontal cortex of the brain, making it difficult to trust oneself, make decisions, set goals, and relax, etc. Yeah, I've been having awful trust issues lately, um, and my family's like, you need to start trusting yourself. I'm like, I physically cannot. I was raised by a narcissist, and then I left home and lived with a narcissist, and then I left that place and lived with somebody who wasn't a narcissist for like three weeks, and then I got into a car and lived with this other narcissist for four days therefore i've never had an actual chance to trust myself therefore my feelings are valid therefore your feelings are valid if you've been in a similar situation um another thing is when your family or your friends that know you better than other people that you're hanging around ask you if you're okay start evaluating the situation because they know something's off when i was living with this person for a few months my family, some of the people that, you know, I trust more than others would reach out and they'd be like, hey, you're acting a little bit different. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, like, why are you asking? I'm just changing. Like, I'm away from home. I'm learning new things about myself. I'm fine. And then my friends, as soon as I told them what had happened, um, they'd be like, yeah, the way you posted was different. The way that you were acting when we would talk is different. Something didn't seem right, except I didn't want to judge you in your experience. And I was like, why did nobody, like, bring this up to my attention? If I was acting different, um, I would have liked somebody to bring it to my attention. So I could have been like, oh, fuck. Yeah, something's wrong. Something's not okay. Um, so, yeah. The biggest thing, this person says, the biggest thing I will say about dealing with a narcissist is how it causes us to rigidly lock up our hearts from ourselves and the world, and that's a short and, short and sweet description of the feelings around it. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, I'm responding to somebody's message because I'm reading off of DMs. Um, so, why am I saying sorry? I don't owe anybody an apology. Hold on. Um... One of my other friends says, um, the literal cloud that surrounds narcissists, the teeth chattering, body shaking, cold sweat you feel when you see or hear that person. Yes. Um, your body truly knows when something's up and it hits fight or flight instantly. So my body did give me cues before hanging out with this person that I recently hung out with. And I just kept pushing them away because I'm like, I've dealt with some similar things living in my household home. And I'm like, I got through it. So I didn't really make a connection um 
when your body moves through trauma, it will violently shake to try to release. Or just when you're in a traumatic situation, your body will also violently shake to release. So you don't even have to be cold. But I was shaking all the time around this person that I spent four days with in this person's car. Um, when they like held me, I was shaking and they're like, you're cold. And I'm like, I'm not cold. I'm just shaking. I think I'm just moving through stuff. That was my body trying to actively shake off the trauma that was acting actively happening. Um, when I was living with another friend, I would, my body would start shaking at random times too. Um, when I didn't feel fully heard and that's my body trying to move through a traumatic situation again. And then when I was also recently with the person that last week I was with, this is crazy. This is all last week, and I've had so much understanding and new realization since then. Um, but when my body would be shaking, um, I also could not eat. I literally could not eat. A week before going and seeing this person and moving to this new place, could not eat. Um, I was nauseous all the time. I was anxious all the time. And yeah, there was big changes, so it's also that. But I didn't feel safe enough to eat. And I'd constantly be shaking, and I'd be constantly cold. Um, as well as moving through the trauma, as well as just I could not eat. Um, around that person, I also could not eat. They ended up buying me food at a diner one time because they're like, I haven't seen you eat in like 24 hours. I'm like, yeah, I'm so nauseous. I can barely eat right now. <coughs> I hope you know that. Um, what's also interesting is as when you talk about traumatic things that have happened, your body will show you places in your body where more things wants to come loose. For instance, I keep coughing because my throat has been so constricted because I feel like I have not been able to talk my piece for literally forever and now that I'm constantly coming to the or finally coming to the realizations of my power and I'm able to talk about these things without holding shame because and so my something just ended so I'm restarting another one adding this clip um but yeah so my throat is really ticklish right now because I'm actually speaking my truth without giving a flying fuck of anybody else's thoughts around the situation because also, when you have been in contact with narcissists and gaslighters as like your main people in your life and you give them a lot of energy, it's really, really hard to, like I said, trust yourself and trust others. And so I felt really, really unsafe telling anybody this because I automatically thought that they were going to use it against me or think that I'm crazy because the narcissist and the gaslighter made you feel crazy. So therefore, you feel like you can't trust anything. You had to abandon yourself so you cannot trust yourself and you cannot trust anybody around you. So you feel like you're spinning. And um, so yeah, now that I'm able to feel more confident this past week of building a better relationship with myself and a better understanding and being around unbiased people has really, really helped. Um, having like outside perspectives and having a more solid place within myself because nobody actually knows me here. And that allows me to build myself up in a confident way of um helping others and helping myself so so yeah so my throat is like really ticklish as I talk about these things but um I'm trying to think anyhow I was talking about how I couldn't really eat you know I was with this person and I couldn't even eat like the last day like I finally came here and I had like my first meal after two days of I think being here where I actually sat down and ate a full meal and loved it and right now I'm I could not like eat a lot of food ever and now that my body's settling down again I'm kind of binge eating for stress a little bit um because I'm doing a lot of labor and my body's not quite used to that so I'm having like other unknown feelings in my body so I've been coping with binge eating a little bit just where like I eat until I'm like full um and then sometimes I'll eat past that because it helps me feel more grounded in my body um but yeah um 
what else did I want to talk about? I talked about love bombing. I talked about all the signs of narcissists and gaslighters. Um, let's quickly talk about how to deal with a gaslighter or a narcissist and how to get out of it, um, if you can. So the worst scenario, which I've been in mostly, is you have to rely on the other person. Um, and so you cannot just, like, leave because they're giving you a piece of your surviving, your surviving anchor, um, in a way. So... I've had to abandon myself most times and just comply to the other person's feelings even though I didn't want to and even though I knew that I should have stood up for myself but I could not. So I've had to abandon myself in the ways of just telling myself I'm crazy and they're right and I just need to drop it. Um, So that's the worst scenario. If you go through it, just get a therapist and cut the other person off and, you know, go from scratch. Um, But if you can... When the person starts making you feel like you're crazy in any way, stopping the conversation and saying, I know you want to talk about this right now, but I can't. And taking a step back and allowing them to think and allowing you to think, and then you can reevaluate if you feel safe enough. If not, you can literally leave the situation and never have to talk about it again if you don't want to. Um, I wrote down these examples that my therapist was telling me about. Actually, I think they're in my phone. Uh, notes. Let me go there. Um, yeah, so these are the examples. Politely leave the situation. Um, if you don't feel safe in the conversation, saying like, hey, I don't feel safe right now. Um, let's pick this back up later. Or try your best to get along with the situation and see if that person is still good for you. So if they're constantly making you feel like you're crazy, they're not good for you. But maybe sometimes... ADHD and neurodivergent people, they tend to talk a lot and not really give you space. So seeing how they react when you ask them, like, hey, give me a little bit more airtime. I feel like I can't really talk right now. And if they apologize and say, I do that all the time. I'm sorry. I'm trying to work on it. Then they're not a narcissist. But if they say, well, fuck you. I'm trying to talk right now. um, Then, you know, that's different. Um, uh, Try to reach um what value you're most come like around so for me it's compassion so holding compassion you don't have to do it for the other person but do it for yourself so um some people they like integrity me it's compassion and empathy and so I have a lot more empathy for myself instead of giving it to them um and then just taking a step back and then see if there's some things that hold you back from um being the person you really want to be so if you really want to say something and you cannot quickly evaluating that situation saying why do I not feel safe and if you do not feel safe leaving the situation um and then also with narcissists um compassion is not going to work for them so don't give them the compassion like I said but have compassion for yourself and ask if you can have time to think away from that um narcissist so this is like the main thing, but narcissism is really common. And like I said, I had a poll and over 90% of the people said that they've dealt with a narcissist, um, but nobody talks about it. And it's a emotional and mental um, abuse. So it's serious, but everybody just shoves it under the rug because, and a lot of women have never had the voice to actually speak up against um, men or other women that have, you know, gaslit them. And, um, I don't like putting the statistic out there, but I will say it, that men have a higher chance of becoming a narcissist 
um, because of their placement in society and the way that things have happened. So just be aware of that. I'm not saying I really don't like feminism and the new age because it's lost saying all we do is say fuck men and we don't even hold space for teaching anymore. We don't owe anybody a teaching, but we do owe a communication to give them a second chance, in my opinion, um, if they were never taught. But just be aware. Um, And a lot of... um, Yeah, it's a higher chance of men becoming a narcissist, but there are a lot of women. I've dealt with three women... Uh, that's a narcissist and I've dealt with two men that are narcissists so right now it's more women in my life that I've been narcissists um and gaslighters towards me but yeah your feelings are valid never let anybody tell you that your feelings are not valid if so fucking run and um if you need me to make a checklist for you to check some boxes off that person's gaslighting you which I hope you don't have to do but send me a dm at hallyloves.u um the letter u by the way and we can give a little chit chat and I can give you some affirmations on how to get out of this abusive situation, even when I know it's addicting and I know it's emotional, emotional and mental abuse is really hard to leave because there's no actual evidence of it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a lot more difficult um, from what I've seen um, because if somebody punches you, there is at least some kind of evidence of huh, that's a bruise, and that definitely could not have just tripped and fell and got. Somebody else can point it out. But with emotional and mental abuse, you just slowly deteriorate inside until somebody's just like, are you okay? And then you're just like, yeah, I'm fine, because you're scared of other people knowing what's actually happening because the other narcissist makes you feel like you have nobody else except for them. Um, Been there, done that, still dealing with that. So have so much fucking compassion for yourself. That's all you can do today is just forgive yourself and let go of shame. And that's all you can do. Um, But I love you and I hope you know how fucking strong and how fucking awesome you are and how you're just trying your fucking best. And I'm so beyond grateful for your existence. So um, I will talk to you when I talk to you next. But thank you for showing up and for being you.